Jets fans want me to put on a happy face, take out the pom-poms, and celebrate. Celebrate like it's 1969, like everything's going to be okay and everything's sunny. Well, today, we're going to run through the power rankings and place the Jets exactly where they should be. Where is that? You'll see. E-S-N-Y! Jets show today, and we'll start with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, the multi-million dollar man, has missed voluntary Jets workouts. Is it a travesty? Is it a huge freaking deal? No. Listen, the way the way voluntary workouts has rolled for the last several years, for the last half decade, it's really become voluntary. It's the way it's spread across the league. I don't think teams like it, but it's just the way it's been. Does it hold any significance? Yes. You figure the Jets want Le'Veon to show up. I mean, six weeks removed from signing that deal. You want him to show up. You want him to... Be a part of the team. You want him to show that he's not bigger than the team. This, these little things are important when it comes to team football. It's important in a locker room. It's very different at the professional level, obviously. But it's the little things that you see up north in Foxborough where these things make a difference. Um... I think everyone showed up but Bell and Darren Lee. I could be wrong about that. If I am, let me know. So you'd like to see everyone on the same page, everyone together, making the effort. It's not about anything on the field. It's just about effort. Getting to know one another, going the extra mile, showing that you're not bigger than anybody or anything else. Brady, for the first 18 years of his career, he was already a legend, never missed a voluntary off-season workout until the past two years. Last year he missed, this year he missed, and like I said, that's the way the league's been trending, where these workouts are whatever. I mean, so it's not this huge deal. I mean, think about it like this. You, you have your hot take artists who want to vilify him and go crazy or completely excuse him. Think about it like this. Both sides are wrong. There's no right answer. It's somewhere in the middle. It's not a huge deal. But you'd like to see that. You'd like to see him make the effort. You'd like to see that star dude make the effort to take that extra step. You know, the sprinkles on top of the cake towards a future championship franchise so keep it sane keep it somewhere in that on that level don't be the the guy who goes oh Le'Veon Bell see I told you so he's a joke he doesn't care about it. all he cares about is his rap music and promoting himself he doesn't care about the team don't be that guy don't be that gal that's ridiculous and don't be the person who says it means nothing either it does mean something but it's not 
it's not over the top critical. That's just the new age of this league and the way it's been trending. Darren Lee, we expect him to miss. It makes sense. He's on the block. You know, he's not funny. If they played a 4-3, he's a starter. And I do expect Greg Williams to play a little 4-3. Um, you know, Mosley at the Mike, A. Will at the Sam, Lee at the Will. I guess without Lee, it would be Cashman at the Will, or Hewitt, or Wint. But, um, you know, 3-4, they, they don't really seem intent on keeping Lee around. So that makes sense that he missed that. But main thing we're going to hit, hit on today are the NFL Power Rankings. ESNY's NFL Power Rankings. And plug the Jets in where they should be. Number 32, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, whose jersey sucks. I mean, let's we, we, we all hate the Dolphins, but let's be honest. The classic Dolphin, Ace Ventura, Dan Marino logo is so much better than this New Age logo. It's, it's a joke. Miami, go back to the classic logo. Go back to the classic unis. Come on, man. But 32nd Miami, probably an unfair ranking, mainly due to the hierarchical changes with the coach, with the front office. Josh Rosen, who I actually like, he didn't have a fair shake first year in Arizona. But the overall talent level is just not there for Miami. It just really isn't. So we start with the Dolphins at 32. The Cincinnati Bengals, 31. Marvin Lewis is finally out. Zach Taylor, finally in. A.J. Green, north of 30. He's on the back nine of his career. And Andy Dalton remains a mystery. What the hell is Andy Dalton? What is the Bengals' defense? What is their offense? They, they just really, they're really in the beginning stages of turning around the talent. They got old. I mean, their offensive line, you got Billy Price at center, who's an excellent center. They drafted Jonah Williams to play right tackle. It's a step in the right direction. As long as Jonah doesn't bust, it's a step in the right direction. Their offense could be okay. Defense just isn't, I don't see it for them defensively. Geno Atkins is getting older. Drake Kirkpatrick is getting older. Sean Williams is getting older. They really look like an old team. So, 31 seems about right for the Bengals. Number 30, the Arizona Cardinals. They could very well be number 32. But hype, the hype factor, has them knocked in at number 30. Kingsbury. Kyler Murray. The offensive line is awful. They have Mason Cole at center. So, we'll see. I'm not sold. They did not do enough to improve that horrible offensive line. I mean, I don't even think they drafted anybody along the line. Seventh round, sixth round. Those are the two picks. Joshua Miles in the seventh. Lamont Galliard, better not how to pronounce that, in the sixth. I'm just not loving it. Not loving it. Kyle Murray as a rookie. Cardinals aren't going to do much. They come in at number 30. Number 29, the Washington Redskins. Now listen, 
Redskins had a good draft. I'm not a huge fan of Dwayne Haskins. So my outlook on their draft isn't as high as everybody else's, but grabbing Haskins and Montez Sweat and McLaurin, the receiver, the third round pick, you know, you could you could look at it and say, okay, they did a solid job there. Redskins in at number 29. Number 28, the Buffalo Bills. So we had the Dolphins at 32. Buffalo Bills at 28. Two Jets, AFC East rivals. Already going off the board. Very low. Bills, what can you expect? They got Cole Beasley, John Brown, two little receivers to go with Zay Jones. Drafted Cody Ford, guard, in the second round. Drafted Ed Oliver, of course, in the first round. Who the hell knows? Josh Allen, what the hell is he at quarterback? I don't know. I just don't know. Josh McDermott was solid as a rookie head coach. The secondary is solid. Defense is okay. Jerry Hughes is getting old. I don't know. 28 perhaps could shock a couple people. Number two in the AFC East is up for grabs. Like it usually is. It is again 2019. I know everybody wants to say the Jets are clear-cut number two, but it's just not the case. Number 27, the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, trying to turn that high-flying Stafford to Calvin Johnson offense, offensive team into a defense-first, rush-of-the-ball-first sort of franchise. They drafted the kid tight end, Hawkinson. Maybe an unfair ranking. They could probably be in the 23 to 20th range, but got the Lions at 27. Number 26, the Tampa Bay Bucks. How could you not like Bruce Arians? If Bruce Arians doesn't get the best at Jameis Winston, nobody will. So we'll see. They drafted Devin White. They got Winston on offense, White on defense, quarterback on both sides. A lot of the NFL is about the front office, salary cap management, and coaching. A lot of it comes down to that because the talent level is so even across the board that a lot, this is the way I think about it, about 20, 25, 26 teams are pretty much even in talent level. Then you have a handful of teams that are really above the fold, a handful of teams that are really below the fold, and the head coaches and the GMs make up the difference year to year. Number 25, Denver Broncos. Think about the Broncos' drafting strategy in the past couple years. They pass up, what were they, number six last year? They pass up Allen and Rosen, Josh Allen and Rosen last year, draft Bradley Chubb in a loaded QB class. This year, they had 10. They pass up a quarterback, take Locke, later in the draft, which allowed them to grab another offensive lineman. They got Chubb last year, Garrett Bowles last year, and now they have Dalton Risner this year. So they're rebuilding from the trenches out. It's a very, very under-the-radar thing they're doing. I expect improvement from Denver. Don't sleep on Joe Flacco, folks. Super Bowl MVP. Is he a stud? No. Come on. But he could put together a good season. 25, Denver. 24, New York Giants. Oh, 
baby. The Giants, the laughingstock, the team coming in number 32, 31, 29, 28, and everybody's power rankings. We got them at 24. The narrative surrounding the laughingstock Giants of 2019 is very similar to the Jets of 2017. Calling for zero wins, a 0 and 16 season, 1 and 15. Colin Coward laughing. The same Colin Coward who's on the Jets bandwagon now. Be careful. The Giants still have talent. And if you give Eli an offensive line, which it looks like they finally have, they could be good. Saquon is not only a player, he's a leader. He's a perfect, he's a perfect character. On the field, inside the locker room. If they have an offensive line, and if Lorenzo Carter could take the next step on the edge, their defense could be good. Be careful. And wouldn't it just be like Eli Manning to turn out a ridiculous season once the Giants draft his replacement? That would be an Eli thing to do. He doesn't ramp it up until he has to. He doesn't think about his games and his career. He doesn't perform at his best until the clutchest moments strike. Until the clutchest moments hit. Playoffs. Super Bowl. When things break down and when things are chaotic. That's right now. So don't be surprised if Eli does exactly that this year. Number 23, Oakland. (sighs) Be careful with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's not the reason we have Oakland at 23. It's Colton Miller, Trent Brown, even though I'm not a Trent Brown fan. I, I do like the move of trying to bolster up front. It's Gruden in his second year. It's everything else up and down the depth chart. Antonio will help, surely. But Carr has no excuses this year. This is Carr's year. This is Carr's defining NFL year. Number 22, Tennessee. Marcus Mariota is just not a good quarterback, folks. I didn't like him coming out of college. I don't like him now. They added weapons for him. Humphreys from Tampa. The rookie. Got a decent O-line. What has the Titans in 22 is their defense. Their defense is still good. I don't like Mariota. Number 21, San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo show resumes. Will it be enough? Will Nick Bosa put together a double-digit sack season? I like the improvement season for the Niners in 2019. Number 20, the New York Jets. So, there are 12 NFL playoff teams. We have the Jets at number 20. They have pieces. They have talent. I don't agree with Mike McCagnan's building strategy. He builds from the outside in rather than the inside out. Why does he do this? Three offensive line draft picks, over 34 total draft picks in five years. Those three offensive linemen are fifth round Brandon Shell in 2016, fifth round Jarvis Harrison in 2015, and third round Chuma Edoga this past draft. For a team with such a desperate need at O-line and edge, for three years running, to only add Caliccio Semele for James Carpenter, 
and Adoga and third round Jakai Polite is just not enough. It's not enough. You really got to hit it hard. You have to hit that those two positions so hard over the top in abundance until it's fixed. And the Jets just don't seem willing to do that. It's been proven. Now, the middle of their defense is sick. It's frightening. Quinnen Williams, Leonard Williams, C.J. Mosley, Avery Williamson, underrated backer, Jamal Adams, Marcus May. That's as sick as it gets up the middle. You know, the, the fans' most favorite saying right now is, how do you beat Brady up the middle? Look at the top sack collectors last year. All interior guys. Yeah, sure, this is true. But if you don't have an edge and outside presence, offenses could focus on the middle and take it away. You need to have a balanced unit to allow the middle to flourish. That's the other part of the conversation people aren't saying. You know, if Aaron Donald didn't have an outside presence, he wouldn't have a shot in the middle. He's that good where he would, but you get my, you get the point. If the Rams didn't have corners and didn't have outside rushers, their defense wouldn't be worth anything. Wade Phillips would have nothing. He would have nowhere to turn to, nowhere to go. And that's the Jets' problem right now. The edge is incomplete. The corner, I'm not too worried about the corners, to be honest. I'm not a huge Tremaine Johnson fan, but, you know, you could get by. A cover corner is great to have, but you can get by without it as long as you're, you're, uh, hitting the quarterback, and the Jets just can't hit the quarterback yet. Offensively, uh, having Sam Darnold is the perfect situation. It's the perfect franchise quarterback. The weapons, I'm not worried. Quincy Noonan just can't get hurt. If Quincy Noonan gets hurt like he's been, he has been injury-prone, folks. He cannot get hurt. Then they're in trouble. Robbie Anderson is just, he's a deep threat. He's not an underneath guy. So, Le'Veon, but the bottom line is their weaponry is fine. It's the offensive line. Jonathan Harrison at center. I cannot believe they did not they didn't address the center. You know, you look at the New Orleans Saints. They lost Max Unger, retirement. One of the best O-lines in the league. They didn't waste any time. What did they do? They traded up in the second round to get Texas A&M's Eric McCoy. That is how it's done. That is a winning franchise. You got Drew Brees back there. The center spot becomes vulnerable. They don't waste any time. They say, that's our guy, and we're going to freaking get him. And they got him. So, Jets at number 20, I think is fair. They have talent. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the meat of the depth chart. Number 19, Minnesota Vikings. Listen. It's tough for the Vikings to improve based on Cousins' uh, salary. You know, when your quarterback is eating up like 18% of the cap, it's tough to improve. But getting Garrett Bradbury in the first round was meant everything for them. So I think the Bradbury drafting really saves them. Number 18, Ravens. Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to prove it to me. I, I didn't buy what you were selling in year one. You gotta prove you can do it from the pocket. I don't think you can make every throw in the field. You're gonna have to prove it to me. Let's see if you can. 
Number 17, Cleveland Browns. That's right. The Browns are not in the top 10. Hop off the, ba- the Browns bandwagon. People are getting injured hopping on that bandwagon. It's insane. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Bradley Chubb. Where's the O-line? It's an O-line that finished 32nd in power ranking by football outsiders last year. And they lost Kevin Zietler. They didn't add anybody of note. Defensively, they should be okay. They lost their safety in the Giants' deal. They picked up Olivier Vernon, but they lost Zietler. Miles Garrett is a stud. I see a middle-of-the-road team. I, I don't see this stud, studly team. And the, and the coach, we don't, underst- we don't know who Kitchens is yet, so let's calm down. Number 16, Green Bay Packers. Without Aaron Rodgers there, this is a out of 20, probably 25th ranked team. I don't like the talent. Yeah, they signed Preston Smith and Darius Smith, but that is very unlike them. And signing, you know, it's shaky. We'll see what happens. They're going to need Preston and Darius to really deliver. Without that, Green Bay will be in trouble. Number 15, Seattle, the number one rushing team of last year. I doubt they repeat that, but with Russell Wilson, you never know. Decent defense, 15's about right. Number 14, Atlanta. Think about what Atlanta did. They drafted Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom, two offensive linemen, right away, didn't mess around. I liked what Atlanta did this offseason. I wanted to put them higher than 14, but I couldn't. So... Shout out to Atlanta for what they did. Defense is still solid. Matt Ryan could still get it done. Julio Jones is still good. Devontae Freeman is still there. We'll see. The fringe playoff team for Atlanta. Um, Potential to go either up or down. To 20 or to maybe 6. Number 13, Houston. Deshaun Watson, we know who he is. We know how good he is, but Houston is a defensive football team. They drafted Titus Howard to help the O-line. They still have the talent. DeAndre Hopkins might be the best receiver in the league, but they are a defensive football team. Number 12, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, the Steelers are still high. They didn't miss Le'Veon Bell one bit last year. They Well, they'll miss Antonio Brown in 2019, but it won't cripple them. Notice one thing about the best teams in the league. They know how to play the salary cap. They let stars walk. Remember, this is not a superstar league. This is not the NBA. This is a value league. That's why Bill Belichick says, see you later. Oh, you want that much money? Okay, go. Go to Oakland. Go to Oakland. Pittsburgh does the same thing. They don't go crazy in free agency. They draft well. They develop. They take the L during the offseason, and they say, okay, we'll see you in September. And then they play. Then someone else pops out of nowhere. Devin Bush, linebacker, is that new quarterback of the defense. Number 11, Jacksonville Jaguars. Two years after taking Cam Robinson, a year after signing Andrew Norwell, they draft Jawan Taylor. They just keep piling on the offensive line talent. Oh yeah, they drafted Josh Allen too. Another edge to go along with their 
assortment of edge rushers. With Nick Foles there, this could be a dangerous team. Folks, Jacksonville was nasty two years ago. They had a down year last year with Nick Foles there. This could be a dangerous team. The Colts got to watch out. Number 10, Carolina. Matt Paredes offensively. Brian Burns defensively. I'm not a huge fan of Cam Newton. But, you know, this is a talented depth chart. Number 9, Dallas. Defense is nasty with Van Der Esch. It always comes down to Dak Prescott. Dallas drafted Connor McGovern, and they have nowhere to play him. Connor McGovern, I wanted the Jets to grab so badly. And there are reports that they wanted him. And he got selected, I think, three spots ahead of the Jets. If I'm wrong, let me know. Three or four, something like that. But it'll come down to Prescott. Number eight, Chicago. <sighs> Chicago will probably take a step back. I'm not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky. I think he had a lot of help last year. I think a lot of it was smoke and mirrors. But that defense is insane. Insane defense. O-line solid. Weapons are good. Tariq Cohen. So, number eight we'll have to do for Chicago. Number seven, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Number seven. Not in the top three. A lot depends on Tyreek Hill's situation. I think Tyreek Hill... The Chiefs in the NFL are trying to do everything they can to keep him in Kansas City. I think as time goes on, he's going to have to be cut. And he can't play. Aside from that, though, the Chiefs' defense was shaky last year. What did they do this offseason to improve it? Not much. Not much. Mahomes won't be as good as last year. It's just impossible. That's not a knock on the kid. That's just an impossibility. Andy Reid, he came up with these, these new jet sweep concepts. Uh, if you're familiar with the Chiefs, it's a jet sweep plus running back going the other way where it's a simultaneous cross in front of the quarterback. These concepts that destroyed the league last year. The defense didn't know what hit them, especially early on. Now that they've had an entire offseason uh, to get schooled on it, they will be ready. So... Reed has to come up with another concept to shock the league. Last year, he shocked the league, and Mahomes benefited. Mahomes will still be good, of course, but Reed has his work cut out for him. So I got the Chiefs dropping a little bit, number seven. Number six, Los Angeles Chargers. They have more talent than the Chiefs. They do. And then they add Jerry Tillery to the defensive line. Scary defense. Number five, Philadelphia Eagles. Surprise? Yeah. Maybe. They're sneaky good. They have sneaky talent. Fletcher Cox, we forget how good he is. Carson Wentz, uh, he's got to stay healthy. That's basically it. Now it counts for real without Foles there. Andre Dillard, tackle. Peterson's an excellent coach. Maybe a little bit too high, but they're champs. Number four, Indianapolis Colts. Like the Jags, the Colts are building the right way. Offensive line, the last few seasons, last couple seasons. Defense now. Rocky Asin in the secondary. Paris Campbell for Andrew Luck. Colts at number four. Los Angeles Rams at number three. Jared Goff, I would not want him as my quarterback. I just would not want him as my quarterback. 
He should be better than he is with that talent around him. Still, offensive line is nasty. He's got the weapons. Defense with Wade Phillips. They bring uh, Clay Matthews in. Whatever he gives them is gravy. I don't think he's going to make a huge difference, but you got to respect the talent level of the Rams. Number two, the New Orleans Saints, and it's not close. The Saints beat the Rams by far. Like we already discussed, Eric McCoy at center in for Unger. Breeze, Camara. Questions surround the D. I'm not in love with the D as a unit. But I got to put the Saints over the Rams. And number one, you know who it is. They're not going to be named here uh, because I'm a child and um, I'm stubborn and I don't want to say their name out loud. It's uh, it's depressing and I cry on the inside. I throw up in my mouth a little bit. But... Um, when that coach and that quarterback are still there, forget looking at the roster. It doesn't matter. They drafted Chase Winovich. And, by the way, Ja'Kai Polite versus Chase Winovich. Oh, yeah. That's a legit comparison moving forward. The Jets took Polite ahead of Winovich. So, let's hope Winovich doesn't severely outplay him. Because that's going be, to be rough to take. But in the number one spot are the defending champs. And anyone who says otherwise is just uh, being a damn fool. Trying to scream for attention. uh, Yelling, look at me, look at me. And that's about it. Jets at number 20. Um, Listen, Jets have a chance to make the playoffs. There's no question about it. They do. I don't think it's likely though. Because they didn't do enough. They didn't do enough at the offensive line and at the edge position. The most critical pieces to this team are Jonathan Harrison, Ja'Kai Polite, probably Dale Roberts as the number two corner, <sighs> Kalichio Semele, by for sure, Brandon Shell and Kelvin Beecham. It's not a great tackle combo. And Quincy Nunwa. Nuno has to stay healthy. If those pieces can severely outplay their past and expected performance, this could be a playoff team. But that's a very giant if. And an if I was not willing to take once this offseason was all said and done. But this is where they are. They uh, went the superstar route. They got Mosley, who's a stud. Bell, who better still be a stud. And they're off and running. The most important piece is Darnold, and they got him. So we'll see. And we'll see if that offensive line coach could, uh, you know, we'll see if he's really worth his uh, name across the league because that could be an under-the-radar. We've been saying it for the last couple years, too. Dennison, we said the same thing last year. But we'll see. We'll see this season. Number 20 for the Jets. Uh, what were the Giants? Number 24, I believe. Yep, 24 Giants, 20 Jets. Um, and away we go. We're going to enter a dead period for the NFL. Mini camp in June. Training camp in July. Can't just get here already? No. That's why the NFL is the NFL. 
it leaves you always wanting more.